It is Wednesday, December 2nd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by the Fields Auto Group. And now, a guy who gives us the best chance at winding up winning, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. It's Wednesday of Week 13. There is still a Week 12 game going on right now in the NFL. We'll keep you posted on the Steelers and the Ravens coming up. We have a busy show ahead, though. Bucky Brooks and John Osher will be along shortly. The Dave Caldwell aftermath. What now for the Jaguars? What options could they have for the general manager position? We'll hear Bucky's take on that. It's on to Minnesota, where the Vikings need the game, certainly, to stay in the wildcard race in the NFC. The Jaguars are trying to snap a 10-game losing skid. They'll have to do it on the road. We'll have a preview of that game coming up. The uniform unveiling about 4.30. Jimmy Locke, the head equipment manager, will join us to show off what the Jags will wear at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis on Sunday. And we'll play big game Jaguar. We'll pick a Jaguar to have a big game this Sunday. Bucky Brooks, John Osher joining us now. The Steelers lead the Ravens 6-0. Roethlisberger threw a red zone interception. And then Robert Griffin III threw it right back to them. They returned it for a touchdown and missed the extra point. 6-0. And it's Wednesday afternoon football. Bucky, you're excited, it looks like. Yeah, look, it's, it's like the NCAA tournament. It's one of those things that you look up, you go to the refrigerator, like, oh, a game is on. Man, I think I'll sit down and grab some chips and watch this. It doesn't get much better than this, JP. On a Wednesday, on hump day, we got ball. I'm liking football every day. I'm a big fan. Uh, right. Right. I, I, I get the sense that you are, yes, with your excitement there. John, are you as excited as Bucky? It doesn't look like it. I'm ecstatic, babe. <laughs> I just want to know, Bucky, can you concentrate here for 45 minutes before you go gaga in your kitchen? I need you for 45 minutes. I need to scout die. I'm locked in. I'm locked in and focused. Right. I have the TV turned down. Only doing commercial breaks, man. I, I glance up and see what's going on. But I'm locked in right here. All right. We're locked in. We're ready to go. It's Jaguars happy hour. Bucky has his chips at the ready, and we're ready to, to talk about some ball. Let's get right into the Jaguars, though. Obviously, the biggest news story of the week was the firing of Dave Caldwell Sunday evening, about 5.30 or so after the Jaguars lost to the Browns. And now, the next step. What's going to happen after the season? The attractiveness of the job is pretty high. You've got a patient owner. You've got a uh, big salary cap room next year. You've got two first-round draft picks, a load of picks in the entire draft next year. Uh, Bucky, this ought to compare pretty well <laughs> to some other openings around the NFL. It absolutely will compare well to some of the other openings because, as we've talked about and we've discussed, this is a great situation and an opportunity for you to put in a program and to have enough time to really see it from beginning to end. Patient owner, Shaka has shown and demonstrated the patience that he exhibited with Dave Caldwell. You then think about the amount of money that he's willing to spend. The salary cap situation is terrific. You have multiple draft picks in multiple rounds of this draft, including two first rounders. And then you have an opportunity to really put your imprint on a franchise that is desperately looking for a winner. Um, 
I think there are a lot of good things about this situation. Oh, by the way, the location, you're right in the middle of SEC country where the hotbed of prospects are. I think this is exactly what you want if you're a GM looking for a gig. What are, what are you looking for here, John? Um, as, as Shad Khan, play Shad Khan for a moment. A good um, GM. What do you want to get accomplished? <laughs> you know, and I've got this question a lot. I was being a little sarcastic, but everybody asked me, well, should they go young like Dave was? Should they go with experience? You know, I, I hope, and I'm sure he will. I don't think Shad's going to look for a blueprint. I don't think he's going to say, hey, I want a young guy. I want a veteran guy. I think he's going to try to find the best and listen for what he wants to hear from them. Not what he wants to hear in terms of, hey, you have a great team, but the kind of thing he wants from it. I don't really know who the best guy is going to be, but I do know something interesting about this job that Bucky touched on. Usually when GM jobs come open, they're a year out from being a good job because the last GM has burnt everything trying to get a team on the field, meaning you don't have draft pick because you've traded them all away trying to be good. You, know, you haven't set up the salary cap because you've spent because you're trying to save your job. Credit to Dave Caldwell. I know people don't like hearing this, but he cleaned things up last year to a staggering degree for a guy who knew that he had to win this year to do it. So it's a, it's a unique situation for a GM. I don't care who gets it, as long as you pick the right quarterback. That's what it comes down to, Bucky. It starts there, quarterback, and then everything else around the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it, the quarterback certainly plays a, a, a big part in, in changing and reversing the fortunes of the franchise. And then it's about making sure that when you're looking at the quarterback, am I putting him in a situation that's the right environment for him when it comes to the coaching staff and the players around him? You know, th this is it's interesting, John, because you talked about hiring a good GM. And I do often wonder for owners, do they know exactly what they're looking for when it comes to who is a good GM? Because a lot of the stuff is, is really unknown when you talk about the new young hire are they ready to really handle all the responsibilities? Do you have enough time for them to grow into the job? Do you want someone who has experience, who may have faltered at a previous spot, but learned from those failures, and he is able to really implement his plan and get it into place and make decisions based off experience and wisdom? It's a very, very difficult deal for owners because it is a different process than maybe they use in their businesses. I just wonder how Shai Khan and all of his colleagues will kind of figure it out and determine this is the best guy to implement a program that will get us back to where we want to be. JP, I'll yeah, make a point to that. I know you yeah. got to ask me a question. Go but, ahead. Uh, I think it's brutally difficult, and I think that's why so many franchises sort of, if not flounder, but aren't sure how to do it because you don't know, as Bucky said, it's a different process. And it's not like another owner. It's not like the owner of the chief is picking up the phone and telling Shad, hey, these guys are good. You know, it's competitive. Nobody wants, you know, the rest of the NFL doesn't want Shad to hire the right guy. So it, it's really difficult. The second thing is GM's not a very often recycled position. It happens, but it's not like head coaches where guys get two or three chances. 
young GMs who don't make it often spend the rest of their career as director of play personnel or special consultant or things like that. So it's, it, it's a brutally hard job, and it's certainly not as easy as fans think it is. Hey, just pick the right guy. GM's crucial, and you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult to find the right guy, but it's incredibly important. All right, you can go a few different routes, obviously, to, to get the right guy, depending on the organization. You can go face of the franchise type, like in Denver with, with Elway, right? You can go TV or former scout route. You know, we've, we've seen that happen before in Oakland recently. Bucky Brooks. Uh, you can have somebody. <laughs> Bucky Brooks could be one of those. Um, somebody who's done it before. And as you said, John, it's rare to have a GM get a second gig somewhere, but it is... Uh, a possibility and Bucky you could go someone from a successful program somebody in the system in Kansas City or in Baltimore which would you prefer Bucky if you were making the pick <laughs> JP this is tough but he here's here's what I say and here's what I think is really really important if I had two or three minutes to talk to Shotgun, what I would do is this when you're looking to hire someone to take over Jacksonville Look at someone that's coming from an organization that has had to deal with similar circumstances and challenges. Small market, not necessarily a, a, a major market where you have all of the resources, you're having to attract people to come here. It has to be more of a homegrown model. Examples would be Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, because those are unique circumstances. So I think it's really important to understand what you're offering and selling and where you are in terms of the landscape. I think the big thing when, when I think about the general manager, the general manager has to have a clear vision for how to win games and how to make a team competitively competitive year after year after year. As fans, we want the team to be in the Super Bowl every year. But I think a realistic thing is, can I get a team that consistently wins 10 plus games a year? Because 10 plus games a year will put us in the tournament and give us a shot. Then it's about what is the model that we want to use? Are we a homegrown model? Are we going to draft and develop, re-sign our players, and those guys are going to be our core? Are we going to spend money and try and acquire free agents? All of that stuff matters. When I look at it, JP, you said they come in a couple different things. You have the retreads, guys who've been experienced. You have the young, upcoming guys. And then you have guys that are coming from TV. The retreads, I think, offer some interesting names. John Dorsey from Cleveland and Kansas City. We've seen what he's done. His personality is a little unique, and you have to be comfortable with that, but a great evaluator. Thomas Dimitrov, Atlanta, there may be some pause to do that because Dave Caldwell came from that. You may want to do something different. I think Rick Smith could be an interesting candidate, not only because he's been a GM before, but he's been in that division. He understands the teams in that division. And then I think I'll throw another name out, Scott Pioli. He did it once in Kansas City. It didn't go well. I think he's learned a lot, and that could be the challenge. The young guys, they're going to be a bunch of young guys. I'll throw them out there quickly. Joe Shane from Buffalo, assistant general manager, small market. We worked together in Carolina. He's seen it done a few different ways. Ryan Cowden, who's also in Tennessee, young guy. Joe Shane and him worked together. That name will be floated out. Brandon Hunt is a young, play, a young develop, uh, director for the Pittsburgh Steelers small market. And so those guys are intriguing. And then in TV is Lewis Riddick, Daniel Jeremiah. Are those guys ready to handle all of the responsibilities? We hear their opinions, or are they ready for the job? You left your name out, Bucky. Bucky Brooks. Can, 
can't do a little self-promotion. Can't do a little self-promotion. <laughs> is it? Look, I think, I think this is, hey, JP, like, full disclosure, I think this is a great job, and I think it's a great opportunity for uh, a general manager to come in and really have a lot of success. I think it's important that we understand for 25 years, things have been done a certain way. Even though Coach Coughlin left and came back, all of the success, all of the building, all of the tradition kind of goes back to him. This would be the first time that Jacksonville will kind of move away from that and establish their own culture, their own traditions. It will be interesting and unique to see that because we haven't seen it in 25 years for the Jacksonville franchise being up in existence. No doubt. That's a lot to come. We'll, uh, we'll have an interesting week after the season, it sounds like, of, of everything happening there and plenty of conversation in the month ahead to be had on this topic. We'll come back in a moment, though, and get into this week's game. The Jaguars get the Minnesota Vikings this week at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. Jaguars Happy Hour is brought to you by Fields Cadillac of Jacksonville and Fields Cadillac St. Augustine, members of the Fields Auto Group. Jimmy Luck coming up at 4.30. We'll play Big Game Jaguar a little later, and we're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Committed to the team. Committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity jaguars happy hour is presented in part by tiaa bank created to serve built to perform Publix, where shopping is a pleasure and baptist health changing health care for good Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. And Farah and Farah remind you to continue to wear a mask. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Farah and Farah protecting you and your family since 1979. The Ravens have scored. There's a minute 32 left in the first quarter. Ravens are in the end zone 7-6. Baltimore leading Pittsburgh. Uh, in the final moments of the first quarter, pick six for the Steelers and Edwards with a one-yard touchdown run for the Ravens with the extra point 
the difference so far, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that football game as we move along. Let's get to the Jaguars game in Week 13 coming up in Minneapolis. Mike Glennon will get another start, John. We heard from him today. We heard from Doug Marone earlier this morning as well. And, you know, Marone wouldn't commit to Glennon the rest of the year. He wouldn't commit to any position the rest of the year, week to week, day to day type of thing. That's the way Marone explained it. And Glennon understands that. He has to go out and perform and, and every week give his team the best opportunity to win. And that's why he's starting this week, at least according to Marone, he gives the Jaguars the best chance to win. So it's Glennon's gig for this week, John. Well, and it caused a little bit of, you know, I guess discussion among fans and observers because Gardner Minshew's health and Doug specified that when he talked about it and still went with Glennon. And I think the reason is simple. If you listen to some of what Jay Gruden talked about after the fact, uh, Jay Gruden, offensive coordinator, he mentioned, and, and so did Doug this week, Glennon took some shots, throws downfield a little more, the experience they like, gets other guys in good position. You know, I, I said the same thing about Jake Luton. I thought that if Jake Luton, if, if the wheels hadn't come off, I think he was going to be the starter going forward. I feel the same thing about Glennon. If the wheels don't come off, he's a starter going forward. I don't sense any urgency or any real chance, I guess. And then to go back to Minshew, unless they're forced to do it, because I just don't think there's a reason to do it at this point. Yeah, it feels like that ship might have sailed a little bit, Bucky. Uh, yeah, I, th I think it has. And I think what they wanted to do is they wanted to give Garner Minshew every opportunity to win the job and show that he could be the guy. But I think it was clear and apparent that he wasn't. I think there is some comfort with Mike Glennon, the experience, the management ability. We always kind of deride quarterbacks for being managers. But the management piece is a big part of being successful. And I think in that game, there was a sense of calm that we saw from the offense. He could get them in and out of different plays. And even though he may have some athletic limitations, I think his experience, his knowledge, his wisdom added something to the offense. And I think the offense operated at a much smoother fashion with the veteran at quarterback. And, and this was an offense without Chark and Conley available last week as well. I mean, they're running the ball very well, obviously, with James Robinson, but they didn't have two of their top contributors, John, on offense last week. And we'll see... Uh, they were back on the practice field a little bit today, which is a good sign, at least, to get those guys back, and that could help matters on the offensive side. Yeah, it's always good when you have DJ Chark in the field for this team. And, you know, I think DJ would like playing with a guy like Glennon who has the arm to get the ball downfield. You know, a ball like Glennon threw to Colin Johnson last week, 46-yarder, you know, it was a great play by Johnson, but it was also a big-time pass by Glennon. I'm not saying that's what his resume is going to be going forward, but he certainly gives you a chance to make some plays downfield. Uh, getting Chark back for this offense is so big because whatever you say about James Robinson, and he's been great, DJ Chark is as good as any offensive player this team has. It's always important when he's on the field. Now, we heard from James Robinson today, and we, we talk about him every week, and rightly so. He's a huge chunk of what the Jaguars do on the offensive side, and uh, he continued with another big game, his biggest scrimmage yard day of the season last week, in fact. And we asked him today, you know, hey, it's week 13, 12 games in. This is the equivalent of a college season for him, and I think, Bucky, to see 
the next month, how he handles five extra games on his calendar and getting ready to go every week and being the, the bell cow. He's the guy. There haven't been really anybody else in the backfield there. How he handles that down the stretch, I think, will we'll tell you a lot about his preparation week to week, Bucky. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be learned uh, over the next few weeks about James Robinson. And I think he is already impressed. Uh, I think he's already shown that he can be a long-term solution at the position. But you want to see how he finishes because this will determine, uh, is he good or is he really a great player? Does he have the stuff to really be a guy that we talk about as an elite player? Because we have seen some undrafted guys in the past have moments. We've seen Philip Lindsay uh, go to a Pro Bowl and have a moment. We've seen Austin Eckler have moments. What we're trying to determine is, can James Robinson have an epic career coming from the undrafted free agent status to really being a guy that we respect as a big-time player? And so as he continues to, to carve out and chew up these yards, the more comfortable we will be in really saying, hey, Jacksonville already has a number one running back in place. They need to go elsewhere when it comes to filling out the needs on their roster as they look to the draft and free agency and some other vehicles for player acquisition. Well, John, uh, James said today that they didn't even have a hot tub at Illinois State. So uh, having all the, the things at his disposal to keep his body ready to go is a little different here in the NFL, and he's using it wisely so far. Well, I don't have one here either, JP, so join the club. I mean, you know, not everybody gets a hot tub in their lives. I know Bucky's lounging in one out there, but watching the Steelers. You know, I think what's – yes, that's impressive. But getting back to what Bucky said, I would be stunned at this point if James Robinson falls off in the last five games. His approach, he's so level-headed. He seems to take the same approach every week. Nothing overwhelms him. and. I keep hearing the Emmett Smith comparison with him. I keep talking about it. He reminds me of Emmett in that way. He doesn't take a lot of hits. He doesn't take a lot of direct hits. I don't know that he would tell you that he's had a great deal of wear and tear on his body yet. He wouldn't tell you because backs don't. But I doubt he's feeling very much. He runs in a style that's going to help him have longevity. He runs in a style where he should be consistent. Look at his numbers. He never has a bad game. Sometimes he, he doesn't get carries, but he never has a bad game because he makes guys miss. His vision is so good. I don't have any question this guy's a long-term answer, and I think he's one of the best. You know, I don't know how to rank him, but he, he's really good and is going to be good for a long time. He's really good. Everything goes forward. We've talked about that last week. And, you know, going into last week's game, he only had 11 carries for negative yardage all season. That's still the case. Even after last week's game, he didn't have any negative runs a week ago. And that's through uh, a good chunk of the schedule so far. So uh, James Robinson off to a fantastic start. Well, we're almost to the end, but he's had a great season. Uh, let's flip it around. Jaguars defense this week and most weeks is thin. And that's the way it's going to be moving ahead. Uh, Allen, Hamilton, Henderson, Hayden, all on IR, just to name a few off the list of the guys that are banged up. And this is a – they're facing a Vikings offense that's starting to get warmed up, guys, with Kirk Cousins going over 100 rating for five weeks in a row. They're 4-1 and one in that stretch. They've got uh, the weapons coming back. Thielen's coming off the COVID list this week, so he should be available and ready. Uh, they've got Jefferson, the young guy who's playing well outside. They've got the running back, of course, Bucky. And 
they need this game. They're up against it, too. They need to keep up with the pace in the NFC. Yeah, this is a tough matchup. I mean, this is a, a much more difficult matchup than the one we saw a week ago. And that's saying something because I think Cleveland is really, really good. Uh, the problem that you have with Minnesota is you not only have the challenges of dealing with Dalvin Cook in the running game, you have two elite route runners on the perimeter in Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And for everything that you need to do to contain the run, putting extra defenders in the box, you leave your defenders, your defensive backs, your cornerbacks in one-on-one -on -one coverage with Thielen and Jefferson. And it has been proven time and time again that guys can't cover these guys. And so you're Todd Wash and you're trying to figure out what is the best way to slow down this offense. I simply don't know what you do because this is one of the more balanced offenses that Jacksonville has faced. And it is going to be, man, it's going to take a workmanlike effort from everyone involved to really keep them under wraps. It's a lot of moving parts, John. Yeah, I don't think they will keep them under wraps. As Bucky said, this is a really good offense and even more dangerous. Zimmer is such a good defensive coach. They start out kind of rocky, and they've gotten better in recent weeks. He's also a coach that, to me, from looking at it from afar, tends to hold his team together very well over the course of a lot of seasons. He does it every year, and it hasn't always been the most talented team. For a long time, they didn't have a quarterback. You know, so when they're five and six and they are fighting to get in the playoffs and they've got a home game against a team they ought to beat, you know, if they lose, their season's over probably. If they win, all of a sudden they're right back in it. I like to look at December games psychologically that way. Contending team usually doesn't lose to non-contending team once it gets down to brass tack. I think we're in brass tack time. And I have a tough time seeing the Jaguars figure out a way to win that, especially with the combination receivers plus Dalvin Cook, hard team to stop in the red zone. Jaguars are up against it. So a tough one this week for the Jaguars in Minneapolis against those Minnesota Vikings. We're back in a moment. We'll see what the Jags will wear on Sunday. Jimmy Luck will join us, head equipment manager for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And a little bit later, we'll play big game Jaguar as well. The Jags have launched predictive gaming in the Jaguars mobile app exclusively there. Choose a bingo card, pick your favorite three players, and place wagers to win prizes. And you can check the games out in the mobile app and check it out right now. This is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields whatever you're driving you can step up to luxury now plus get our fields amenities which include complimentary loaners car washes and our cafes make this your year to step up to luxury at fields cadillac mercedes-benz porsche land rover jaguar and lexus when it comes to the ultimate car buying experience there's only one name that matters fields and fields matters because you matter the fields auto group proud partners of your jacksonville jaguars the best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah. 
here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. Jaguars fans, game day is back, and while it might look a little different this year, the good times, smooth drinks, and tailgate excitement will never change when you're cheering on the Jags with Jameson. So pull up a seat, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger, and lime, and enjoy game day with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill. Everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on Wednesday. Going into week 13, the Jaguars and the Minnesota Vikings at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. J.P. Shadrick, Bucky Brooks, John Osier. And we go to TIAA Bank Field and welcome in head equipment manager for the Jaguars, Jimmy Luck. Jimmy, good afternoon. What's up? Can you hear me? Jimmy, are you there? We've got you. I'm, yes. I'm, What's up? <laughs> I'm looking at on TV. <laughs> well, we're having a little delay issue, obviously, today. So, um, all right, heading up to Minnesota. You know, there's a, a question I think was, I think Bucky might have thought about it after the fact last week. There was some talk about, I think the Rams, Bucky, if I'm correct, wanted to, are talking about trying to change their uniforms multiple times. Is that right? Yeah, no, so the, so the Rams out here, Kevin Demoff, the president for the Rams, has said that he wants to introduce a new jersey each and every year. So they have, a, a, he said he wanted to take something that he's seen from soccer teams over in Europe where you just always add to the uniform each and every year and that the fans would be excited. So I wanted to ask Jimmy, is that something that, is even doable in Jacksonville to continue to add jersey tops and uniforms and just different ensemble pieces to, I guess, I don't know, create a, a wide collection uh, for the fans to enjoy. Uh, yes, yes and no. Um, it's kind of a tough deal. It's only allowed really four uniforms the way it's currently set up. Um, and one of those has to be like a, like a color rush or an alternate and then a throwback. And then you have your, your two kind of normal, uh, reg regular, you know, home, home and road jerseys. So you can have a little bit of leeway. Um, I got a feeling at some point soon, some of these rules will change. I know, uh, the, the helmet, um, you know, having a different color helmet, there's been a lot of momentum gaining for that. Uh, you know, how you used to could wear different color helmets and, and things like that. So I, I think that could be something coming down the line um, at some point, you know, probably the next couple of years or so. Well, the current rule, though, is what, five years for the major change? Is that right, Jimmy? Yeah. So once you redo a uniform like we did in 13 and then again in um, seven or 18, you have to do it obviously five years. Um, now, after three years, you can make a change. Um, like if you wanted to switch your home and your alternate. So, you know, um, if we wanted to, to make teal the, uh, the home jersey and, and black the alternate, we could do that at the end of this year. John, I know misses the mustard, so, or the gold. 
right? So, <laughs> I want the gold rush back. Oh, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's actually called that, Oprah. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, Oprah right. is our gold and blustery is our teal. So, um, you know, make sure you use the, the right pronouns there. Uh, so, <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'm blustered. Thank you. Uh, that's fair. I think the only exception to that, JP, is if there's an ownership change, you can change quicker than five years in some cases. But beyond that, Jimmy's right. He's the boss. That's right. That's uh, that's fact. Uh, all right. So heading to another road game. A couple of home games in a row here, Jimmy, but back out on the road. You know, it's a dome, obviously, in, in Minneapolis, which is a good thing. It's not going to be just bitterly cold there outside going into the game. But, um, you know, what's the condition like there? I, I know there was a preseason game there, what, a couple years ago, right? And uh, after the, uh, the training camp, uh, went up there and, and practiced for three days against the Vikings and then played, I think that's the only visit to that stadium for the Jags. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty neat little place up there. Um, it's a, uh, I guess they call it a fixed roof, so it doesn't open or close. Uh, it's always closed, uh, which is probably pretty good because it's supposed to be mid-30s up there and uh, middle teens at night. But, um, but yeah, it's a very cool, impressive stadium, uh, big, open, like kind of the kind of a glass-looking ceiling sort of, kind of lets a lot of the natural light in. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a neat place to go. With the field turf, with all the pellets and all that? <laughs> yeah, we'll have that. Um, you know, they, there's so many different variations of that. Um, I'm not exactly sure the, the the true technical name, but for the layman, yeah, it's uh, it's field turf. Okay, good enough. Let's figure out now, if you would please, it's what we wait for every week. It's a rating spike, in fact. Um, what will the Jaguars wear this Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium to face the Vikings? Jimmy, please. Just we're on the road, we're going with the white jerseys. And uh, Ben Barch oh, there. Ben Barch. Yeah, yeah Barch. Nice. Minneapolis, we went to school. So, and then we'll wear the uh, black pants with it. We'll go. Okay. White, on white over black, yeah. Ben Barch going back to Minnesota to face the Vikings. Uh, Barch had a lot of playing time last week as well on the offensive line. And a draft pick this year out of Division Three St. John's in Minnesota. All right, white over black for the Jaguars this week. Jimmy, have a good trip. We'll talk to you again next week in Week 14. Nice All right, job, appreciate Jimmy. it. Zona, the uh, the decorations in the background there. <laughs> All about crema. <laughs> yeah, that's John's favorite holiday, and we're, we've only just begun December. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. Back in a moment, we'll play Big Game Jaguar and get out of here. We'll update the Steelers-Ravens game as well. White over black for the Jaguars this week in Minneapolis, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields whatever you're driving you can step up to luxury now plus get our fields amenities which include complimentary loaners car washes and our cafes make this your year to step up to luxury at fields cadillac mercedes-benz porsche land rover jaguar and lexus
When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity welcome back jaguars happy hour presented by the fields auto group the jags are headed to minneapolis this sunday to face the minnesota vikings the vikings are in the wild card race in the nfc but they need to win some football games to keep pace the jaguars are officially eliminated they've lost 10 in a row a 1 and 10 record uh, win, of course, on opening weekend, and that's about it for the Jags. And the GM is gone now, and uh, five games to go down the stretch here. The Jags will try to wreck some things for some opponents down the stretch and uh, see what happens down in the next month here in December. Uh, it's time now, guys, to play Big Game Jaguar. Yes, you guessed it. This is where we pick a Jaguar to have a big game on Sunday. Bucky Brooks, kick us off. Okay, so we, we talked earlier about the dilemma that the Minnesota Vikings present with their run game and their receivers. I'm going to go with Trey Herndon on the corner. He has to step up and play well. I think against Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen, he is going to have to be able to hold up on the island. I'm saying that he's going to find a way to do so, and that's going to be critical to the defense's success. All right, Trey Herndon outside. Tough matchup against the good wide receivers this week. John Ozier, what you got? All right, well, I don't want to hear any grief from the scout about this. He has a tendency to call me and give me a lot of grief <laughs> about my pick. I went James Robinson. And the reason I went there, it's an easy pick. It's low-hanging fruit. I get that. I haven't picked James Robinson for big game Jaguars all year. You're 1-10, 10-game losing streak. I get to have an easy one for once, but so, it, it, you know, he's always big game Jaguar. So there's really nothing unusual about this one, except for the fact what you talked about with the Vikings offense. You know, the Jaguars are at the point now they have to control some clock at some point, and you have to get some plays from Mike Glennon to allow James Robinson to run. But he needs to control the game have a game similar to last week where he has 140, 150 scrimmage yards. They're at the point now, if they don't get that from him, it's hard to imagine them being competitive at the end. But I do think they'll be competitive at the end of this game. You think so? Okay. Uh, there you have it, James Robinson. We could rename the segment after James Robinson. In fact, he's been on this uh, by one of us every week. I'm going to go Miles Jack on the defensive side, you know, and – I guess the corners, I think, are the, the really big matchup. But 
Uh, Miles is a guy who can make some big plays on defense and has this year when he's been out there and healthy. He's played very well. And uh, they need a big game, I think, from, from Miles Jack this week, especially with all those interchanging parts behind them in the secondary this week. If you have the solid linebacker play, you also need <laughs> better play up front on the defensive line to help these guys out. But I'm going to go with Miles Jack. Um, and if he has a big game, I think the Jaguars can hang in this game. But I think it's up to those guys. I, you know what? I must say, uh, the Trey Herndon pick, I think, wins. If we're, if we're grading this week, that's the one because of the matchup outside. So congratulations, Bucky. You win big game Jaguar. The win darts. The win darts. <laughs> and now James Robinson's a close second, that's for sure. Uh, all right, that'll do it for our show today. Uh, by the way, the uh, Steelers-Ravens game, Steelers 9, Ravens 7, they got a field goal, 25-yarder. They stalled out after a 12-play drive and kicked a 25-yard field goal, so the Steelers lead six minutes until halftime. Uh, Bucky, go enjoy the game. We'll talk to you on Sunday in the postgame, and John, I'll catch up with you a little bit later. John Osier, Bucky Brooks, our entire crew. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for watching Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs>